Welcome to episode 19 of the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast, teaching teens and young adults important life skills and habits so they are better educated to deal with life. I'm your host, Christian Adlita, and today I am joined by our special guest, Ryan Roten, author of the book Career Cred. And as a special announcement, we are giving away three copies of Career Cred for free. I really enjoyed this book as I read through it, and I highly suggest that you check it out. All you have to do to enter into the giveaway is follow the simple instructions in the description section below. It will lead you through the submission process, which is just as simple as answering three questions. Giveaway submissions will be accepted from March 12th, 2019, the day that this podcast has gone live, till March 31st, 2019. Any submissions after the due date will not be accepted. If you win a copy of Career Cred, a confirmation email will be sent to you if you don't respond by a week then you will forfeit your prize. With all that said, let's get on to the real show. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, thanks, Christian. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I am doing very well this morning. How Thank you for yourself? having me on. I appreciate it. And I apologize for the uh, technical difficulties we had getting started this morning. <laughs> uh, it's no problem. Happens to everybody. That's why I filter in a little bit of time just to get through everything. So when we start off today, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us about your your story in creating your book, Career Cred. So my, my book is actually the result of my podcast. And well, it's actually a two kind of twofold, right? So there's a, my podcast is definitely one. And then two, it's, it's a combination of that and my personal journey. Okay. And, uh, you know, so as you read through the book, the first part of it is kind of explaining how I got to where I was at. And then the second part is I took, um, over, so it was like 125 podcast episodes and 80 plus guests. Mm-hmm. And I went through all the interviews for them and found the most appropriate advice for what it takes to build a brand today, which is what I was doing. And that's really why I started the podcast was I was trying to figure out for myself, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was hanging out with a bunch of podcasters at the time and they all told me, Hey, if you really want to know that stuff, start a podcast and start interviewing people. And so that's what I did. That's awesome. Super glad to hear it. I will definitely have to check it out. So how can other people find your podcast? So my pod, the main podcast, the one that I would just refer to is called The Brand New You Show. And it's on iTunes, um, iHeartRadios. I think it's on Spotify now too. So any place people listen to podcasts, you can download it. All right. Definitely let, check out The Brand New You podcast. It sounds amazing. So when we get into starting personal branding, right? Um, mm-hmm. My show is all towards young adults and teenagers who are just starting off with either young entrepreneurial stage or teaching themselves things. What do you think that someone of that like teenager to young adult who's just starting out should start with branding? What do you think they should either do or why do you think they should start branding themselves? Well, obviously the, I mean, the reason you brand yourself is so that you become recognized for something, whatever that something might be. I'm a firm believer that we are all experts at something Mm-hmm. And uh, that could be just that, you know, and it doesn't mean that you've been doing it for years and years and years. It means that you know more about a subject or topic mm-hmm. than than other people. And, you know, like when I started when I started my podcast, I was not a personal branding expert. I still probably I still probably don't even consider myself to be one today, mm-hmm. even though I have a book 
that's all about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, other people view me that way, but I still know that I have a lot to learn. So in the beginning stages, I think it's important to realize that you're building your brand is an ongoing thing. It's not a do these activities, boom, you're done. And now you have a personal brand. It doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. Your brand evolves over time. And what I like to ask people to, so that you facilitate that conversation is what, think about what you want to be known for. Mm-hmm. You know, don't think about what your brand is. Think first about what you want to be known for. And and the reason I like that question versus what do you want to do with the rest of your life is that the second question there is very permanent mm-hmm. and it's scary, but trying to figure out what you want to be known for is fluid and it can change with you as you move through life. So your brand will continue to evolve and what you're known for today may not necessarily be what you're known for tomorrow. So don't put pressure on yourself to like say, I'm going to do this and this is what I want to be known for and I'm never going to change it because that's just not the way life works. That is that is great advice. I like how you you kind of change the idea of when you see like a lot of these ideas of like brand, when the first thing that pops into your mind is probably like the bigger brands or something like McDonald's or something that's like well-known and recognizable. And it's kind of this thing that everyone thinks is like, oh, that's such a huge concept of something that's like they've had this brand in existence for quite a while. And then turning the idea of you are a brand and you are an expert on something and that it doesn't have to be like a static thing. It's not you choose one thing and that's what your brand is for the rest of your life. It's kind of it flows and it grows with you as you grow and learn throughout life. Absolutely. And just to your point, you can become well known and recognizable for your particular subject matter or your area of expertise. And, you know, if you look at a, you just look at like a lot of celebrities or whatever, what they're known for today is not what they were known for five years ago or even 10 years ago. They, they know that their brand evolves and they're okay with that. And that I think if you really want to build a successful brand, you have to go into it with the mindset that, look, this is where I'm going to go now and we'll see where it takes me. Right. I had, I had no idea, for example, that when I started to build my brand, I, the reason I did it initially was because there was a promotion at work I didn't get that I felt like I had earned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and that was not just me saying that I had peers, bosses, other people saying that like, this is yours. And, uh, it didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try to figure out, okay, my initial thought was what's wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do wrong to not get this position? And, you know, that's how I started in the whole branding space was I was doing some kind of soul searching Mm-hmm. to figure out what am I good at? What am I not good at? You know, and how could I have applied those skills, those strengths, if you will, that I was good at into the role so that I could have gotten that position. And that's how I started. That's obviously not where I ended up. Yeah. And I like that when you go through and as you read through the book, and I'd highly suggest this book for anyone that's interested in starting their own brand or building their own career, one of the things that I really like that you did is that you broke it up into four easy to understand steps and then went a little bit more in depth on those steps, um, especially with the first step being defining who you are as a person. A lot of books I see when they try to give you advice, they try to just give you the blanket advice that works for everybody and don't really take the time to see, like give you time to think about who are you really and what are you going out to? What do you want to be known for? That question that you keep emphasizing throughout the book and throughout this podcast it's a really powerful question it makes you really think what do i want to be known for what 
am I interested in? What is my skills and my traits and things like that, that you really just kind of get that first step across. Right. Right. And, and to me, it all starts, you have to define what, what you want to be known for. You have to, because if you don't define it, then you end up water wandering aimlessly. Mm-hmm. And what I like to say is if you're going to wander and wander aimlessly, do it with purpose. Yeah. So you may start. And what I mean by that is that you may start off in a path in a direction and you think this is where you want to go, but give yourself the grace and the freedom to know that at some point, if that doesn't work out or you feel like it's not working out, it's mm-hmm. okay to pivot and to move somewhere else. You know, it's no different than an entrepreneur who's doing a startup business and they realize at some point that, you know what, this thing that I thought I was creating mm-hmm. for these people is actually more beneficial for these people and they have a little bit different need. So rather than continue to drive down the path I initially started, which mm-hmm. will ultimately end up in the business not being as successful as it could be, mm-hmm. go ahead and pivot over to where you know. Uh, where you have the audience and where you know that you want to go. And you, as an individual person, you need to give yourself that same grace. Mm-hmm. And I think, so when we're starting off, um, I've been interviewing a few other young entrepreneurs, people that are just starting out with dealing with and experimenting with what they want to do with their lives, how they can either run their own businesses or start up teaching themselves new skills and things. And a lot of what I'm, what you need to know as like a young entrepreneur or whatnot would be, that it's kind of, it's not what you think at first, where you want to go when you first start out, isn't necessarily where we're going to end up. It's kind of the journey that moves along and grows with you. And as you move across that into the different areas of what you want to be known for or what you want to do will change over time. And that's very important that you don't just stick with, this is the one thing and I'm going to keep beating down on this one thing until I get there. Right, right. I mean, and that's that's a big common. Uh, that's something actually that I'm. If I if I look at the younger generation that's coming up, and I apologize, I'm an old guy, right? But if I look at the young, you you guys have such a different career path than what than what I would have had or what I did have, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when when you were when you were my age coming up and getting out of college and starting to work and all that, you basically went and did the work that you got a degree for, mm-hmm. and that was it, right? You, you got, if you were, if you went to accounting, then you got a job in accounting and you probably stayed in accounting with some corporation or maybe a couple different corporations, but you, I mean, you just moved up the accounting ladder. Yeah. And what I see, you know, what I see today, which I'm envious, I guess, a little bit of the younger generations is that you guys have so much choice. You have the ability to go out and, and learn new things on your own. Not that we didn't, but I didn't have access to online courses, mm-hmm. for example, when I was coming up through my career to even begin to explore a different path. Um, you know, not to date myself, but the internet and email and all that stuff didn't exist when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you there's just this vast knowledge of information that's out there. And what I, what I tell everybody, including my sons, explore. Take the time to explore, figure out what you want to do. Just because you start out down one path doesn't mean that's the path that you end up on. You can take multiple paths. All roads have forks and turns in them at some point. Mm-hmm. And you just need to know when it's time to take those turns or take a different path. I I can't agree with you more. And I think especially with this generation, one of the things that I'm kind of like, I look around me at all the other people in my class or at my school or around my age group and I look at and I don't see there's so much knowledge like in their pockets there's the ability to find books 
online courses, so much information that's just sitting there. Literally, like you can do like a 15 minute search on how to study better and you will decrease the amount of time you need to study and increase the product, the efficiency of your studying. And there's so many things like that, that just like things that you can like try out, for example, like trying out, if you want to try, I've got a friend who was interested in blacksmithing and he just did some online research and found a place where he could try and practice blacksmithing. I have friends who have like all these different ideas that they want to try out. And it's so easy to just start because there's so much access in today's generation. You literally have everything you need to start your own brand, your own business in your pocket. Totally. hundred percent. It's funny you say that too, because um, I tell my business clients that your customers now have 24-7 access to you mm-hmm. and they literally carry your business with them in your pocket or in mm-hmm. their pockets. And that's why, you know, that's why I'm a big advocate of taking the time to build an online presence for yourself or your business, one that, you know, reflects that your your actual uh, brand and what you know what you want to convey. Because at a moment's notice, I can go, you know what? I think I want to learn more about Christian and I can just type your name in and boom, there it is. And based on what I find, I may either pursue Mm -hmm. contacting you and learning more about you, or I may go, you know what? I'm not sure where this guy's at, so Mm -hmm. I'll move on to somebody else. And I think that's, that's one of the things that when you're first starting out and when you're first starting your brand is that you've just got to like, one of the things that I'm very, another big advocate of is just starting either Mm -hmm. just start looking into new things, new talents, new skills that you want to try. If you want to learn the piano, try it. Start now. And then if you want to build your brand, start now. Start by either buying books on the subject matter, looking, listen to the podcast, and going through and just starting now because a lot of people, and this happens every year, this happens all the time where people say, wouldn't it be great if I had my own personal brand? Or wouldn't it be great if I could play the piano and play the song on the piano? And they're like, huh, I'm going to sit on the couch and just think about that instead of starting. And that's right. that's the difference between people who are able to like sing those songs or play them on the piano and have that personal brand and the people that are sitting on the couch looking like, I could have done that. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of where there's a lot of procrastination that goes on when starting something big and starting something new that people just need to start small and just get started. Yeah, exactly. And I, there's, um, I always tell people the same thing. And the reason why is, you know, you could, you can either spend the next year wishing that you, that you had done something, or you can do something for the next year and find out whether or not you actually like it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, like, so one of the things I tell people is you got to start a blog so you can get your name out there and do Mm -hmm. content and start to get your name associated with something, Mm -hmm. but you got to get in and you got to hit publish. Mm -hmm. And what happens is in the beginning, nobody pays attention to you anyway. Yeah. Like when you're just starting, Pete, you're not going to get a million hits. You know, we live in this Instagram world where, you know, everybody wants, wants a a 5 million likes, Mm -hmm. but the truth is you don't get 5 million likes until you've started with zero. And that zero stays zero for a really long time until you find that spot, but you won't find that spot if you're not doing something, if you're not trying something new. And so I always tell people start, use the beginning in which you're, you have an anonymity where nobody knows who you are to really kind of hone in on what you want to do and where you want to go before you like start jumping into something um, head first, feel it out first, see if it's right for you. Mm-hmm. But the key to all of it is to just start. I completely agree. And I think one of the easiest ways to start is by 
kind of building it into a habit. So what I've been doing is over the past month for January, that we did, um, me and my family did something called the uh, health challenge. We didn't want to do something like for our New Year's resolutions. We didn't want to do something like for over the course of the year, we're, we're staying strictly to this diet. We wanted to make it sort of a challenge, something that's like hard yet feasible. So we did one month challenge for eating um, healthy food, no junk food, no desserts. Now here's February's challenge is spending 10 minutes a day writing. And what I'm using that time for is sending 10 minutes and writing blog posts. And what this bows you to do 10 minutes is simply not a lot of time. It's it's so easy to just like sit on the couch for 10 minutes and do absolutely nothing or listen to music for 10 minutes. 10 minutes is a very minuscule amount of time, but 10 minutes is enough over the course of a period of time and just enough to start something and get interested in it and to try it out and to experiment with it. And if you start with 10 minutes, you get into the zone. And if you force yourself to spend 10 minutes a day, you can get into the zone of where you want to be for writing wise and where you want to be for whatever you want to try out. Just starting with a little bit and just experimenting just a little bit of time can help you get through and start. Right. Well, I mean, think of 10 minutes a day. You got, let's just say six days a week for ease of math. That's mm-hmm. you've got, you've got six hours. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. You get you get one hour mm-hmm. right of writing time times fifty two at the end of the year you've written fifty two hours worth of content, which is a lot. And to think which, about, but that, if you just if you just said I'm going to sit down and write fifty two hours of content right now, you would never finish it. You would never get it done. You would never even want to start it because fifty two hours <laughs> is such a large looming thing. Right. But breaking it down to something as simple as ten minutes, that's Correct. easy. That's correct. Like, you can't, so think about it this way, right? If you've got a whole bunch of dishes, if you were to try to wash a year's worth of dishes at once, yeah, you, you just want to burn all the dishes and break them as fast yeah, as possible. Exactly. But if exactly. you, you got to wash only today's dishes and you've got to just start there because you don't want to wash a year's worth of dishes, just start with 10 minutes. It's all it takes. Right, exactly. And here, here's a little tip. Put a little calendar on your desk and every time you write 10 minutes, put a little tick mark in that calendar, mm-hmm. right? And then just watch. So then you can refer back to a week and you can see all the tick marks and go, look what I'm doing. And I, and before you know it, you start to go, I need a tick mark today, so I better go write. Mm-hmm. And and it becomes the habit that you're talking about. And it just, but but it just takes writing, sitting down and writing the first time. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things that I've learned for writing and one of the things that I found that makes it really easy to start writing people like for me personally it takes a while for me to type out what I'm thinking and how I want to write and how I want to say something so when I first started out I'm like I'm averaging 14 words per minute typing speed because I'll go through I'll write a sentence and then I'll rewrite it and edit it like a hundred times one of the mm-hmm. things that I found to get around this and one of the amazing parts of today's technology is that with your phone you can do the speech to text function you open yep. up a google doc you press the speech and you just talk and you just talk for that 10 minutes and you can get, I've gotten over 500 plus words for sending just 20 minutes and just talking to my phone and having it right. write everything down. And then you just spend five minutes, edit through it all. And there you go. There's a blog post in 25 to 30 minutes. Yep, exactly. And, you know, people, you have to think that way. You can't, you can't look at, you know, so for example, when I wrote my book, I couldn't look at it and go, I need to write 65,000 words to have a book, mm-hmm. right? It took me. It took me two years, a year and a half of interviewing people and transcribing those notes in order to have enough content to be able to put together a book. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and in my case, the good thing was is the content was had kind of separated itself because I already had the four steps kind of in mind. So mm-hmm. I s- structured interviews around them. 
So I was able to easily plug and play all the stuff together. And I actually, when I had to write the book, quote, write it, all mm-hmm. I really had to do was put together the transitions between the steps. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just said, okay, today I'm going to, I'm going to write about how you go from define to integrate. Tomorrow is going to be integrate to create and create to engage. And then how do I want to end it? And it was, it made it so much easier, but it didn't, it took me, like I said, a year and a half to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I think the first step is definitely starting and getting and just building up content. And that's kind of the the third step is creating of the method that you talk about in the book is creating content. And that's kind of where I am right now is just creating content, experimenting a little bit, just doing podcasts, blog posts, Instagram posts, just getting up there and starting creating and working along the creation of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's an interview I did with a person named Claudia Altucher. And she wrote a book called The Idea Muscle. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really an interesting concept. And I, and I can see it. It's like real. It's not really a concept. It's like a real thing. But it's hard. You can't wrap your hands around it. It's not tangible. You just mm-hmm. have to know it. And basically what it says is that we all have ideas. We all have thoughts. But if we don't take those thoughts and we don't get them out and put them on paper, they just live in our head. Mm-hmm. And our idea muscle, if you will, is just like any muscle that we work out on our bodies, right? So if you want to do a bench press, you don't start out with 200 pounds, yeah, right? You start out at, at the bar, 45, and then you add fives on and you go, you go from that. And as you build up, eventually you're lifting 200 pounds and you go, you, you go, you might actually look back and go, how did I get here so fast? But mm-hmm. the reality is, is that even with the idea muscle, when you're creating content, if you start small and you do 10 minutes a day, Mm-hmm. Once you've done 10 minutes a day for so long, make it 15. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is the more you write, the more you exercise this idea muscle, the easier it becomes for you to sit down and go, bam, and just start typing. And before you know it, you've been there an hour. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing is you will actually see ideas in places you've never seen them before. Like thoughts will hit you during the course mm-hmm. of the day because you're exercising this idea muscle and you will see things that you would not have seen had you not been doing this and making connections with different things, thinking kind of like seeing your own world in a different perspective and kind of like being able to grab more ideas and inspiration from what you go through in your normal life is yeah, what I'm understanding. And yeah, one of absolutely. the, one of the things that I highly suggest is for, for capturing those ideas as they come. Um, there's like note programs, applications and stuff, and definitely just getting into the habit of whenever you have an idea, pulling out your phone and adding it to a list. That's yeah, there. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, that's one of the things that I've been doing is I've been, whenever I have an idea, write it down as fast as possible. Or I have this book that I've had for, um, for a few months, and I wrote down every idea that I had for either the blog, for YouTube channel, whatever I had going on at the time. Is whenever I had an idea, I'd write down all the implications of this idea, and I kept going. And I'm on my second or third spiral notebook worth of paper of all these ideas. Yeah, that's awesome. There's actually an app that I use. It's called a Memo Mailer, M-A-I-L-E-R. And all you do, there's just a big button in the center of it. You press it, you hold it, you talk in your idea. And when you release it, it actually sends you an email. Oh, that's cool. So you have an email that comes to you with your voice recorded for your idea that you can capture. You know, So if you're out walking around and you don't have a way to write it down, mm-hmm. you can at least capture it and get it in your email so you can look at it later. That's a really good idea. All right. So when we go into starting out as um, young entrepreneurs and starting into the social media space, there's a lot of things that 
I see and I hear stories about there were like people are as you as you are a person as a brand people kind of like post whatever they mostly post about their lives or their food or what have you but there's certain things that you can do like there's people that have had scholarships removed for things that they post what are some yep. things that you think are really important for especially for this generation to kind of like stay away from and refrain from putting on the personal brand which is really just their social media pages yeah i mean the first thing you need to do when you especially when you're looking at applying to college or you're looking at applying for a job you need to audit your social media mm-hmm. and you need to ask yourself for every picture or post that you have out there would somebody find this offensive mm-hmm. would somebody find this um, not congruent with the type of culture for the company that I want to go work for. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. I talk to co- career coaches and recruiters a lot. And, you know, a digital audit is what a lot of them are doing today. You know, they get your resume, they look at it. The, the next thing they do is they go Google you mm-hmm. and they go and they look at your LinkedIn profile and they're, and they're doing it for two reasons. One, they want to make sure that that your resume aligns with what is online about you. Mm-hmm. But two, they want to make sure you're not being a bonehead, if you will, in social media, mm-hmm. which can immediately get you thrown out. And, uh, you know, you're, you're not in contention anymore and you won't even know it. That's the thing is you won't even know it, but it's out there. And I tell you, one of the most dangerous apps out there, I think for, um, younger folks that they all love is Snapchat mm-hmm. because you can't stop me from taking a picture of your snap or screen recording now with mm-hmm. the latest iPhone software and sending that out to all my followers. Yeah. Right. You can't stop me. Sure. You get a notification, but yeah. you can't stop me. And I think that's the thing that people got to remember is that, you know, you may think it's a cute post, but you have to think about what other people will think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like I, when I tell people, when they ask me this question, you know, how much should I do personal? How much should I do? Um, you know, we'll say business oriented, if you will, mm-hmm. like when you're trying to become known for something in the beginning, you should use the 80, 20 rule, which is 80% of everything you post should be aligned to what you want to become known for. And then you can do the 20% personal, mm-hmm. but it's always better if that 20% is tied into how you want to become known. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you just can't, you just can't think that I live in a vacuum and this private app is going to keep my stuff private because it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And you can very easily, I mean, I, I just, just Google for anybody who doubts this, just Google jobs lost because of Snapchat yeah. and you will be shocked at the number of people that's out there. I mean, there was a guy in the NFL draft last summer. I think it was Josh Rosen is his name. He dropped three spots in the NFL draft. So think about how many millions of dollars this cost him to drop three spots in the NFL draft because of tweets that he posted in high school. Yeah. So you have to do an audit. And if there's stuff in there that's questionable, you got to get rid of it. You know, posting, uh, I, I know there's some um, kids my uh, my son hangs out with, they post lyrics to songs. Mm-hmm. Some of these songs are super offensive to people. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be aware that you may like it, you may think it's cute, you may find it funny, but somebody else who actually can control whether or not you get a job won't find it so funny. Mm-hmm. So there's there's this transition with um, especially you know high school to college, college to career, where you have to look, you have to stop using your apps as toys mm-hmm. and actually figure out how to use them as a tool to get to where you want to go. 
I think that's super important. And especially the idea that whatever you post online lives online somewhere forever. It may like disappear. Snapchat may show that it like disappears in 24 hours, but really they have it in a database and there's like things like that. And like you were saying, screenshotting or recording the screen and everything, whatever you post online lives somewhere online forever. You may not see it and it may not be visible to the large majority of the population, but there's still a way to find it. Because there's all sorts of different like databases and other things that if someone needs to find something like you were saying, like Googling you, if you Google yourself, and this is one of the things that you mentioned multiple times, if you Google yourself and just see what pops up, images mm-hmm. pop up with social media links, uh, blog posts or whatever you have that's related to your name that posts up, anybody can find that just by looking up your name. Yep, 100% correct. But one thing to keep in mind, when you Google yourself, do not Google yourself from the browser that you're logged into. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it's best if you really want to see your real results, go log into, you know, go like say if you always use Chrome, go log in and to Firefox mm-hmm. and do a search for you there. Because Google's, I mean, Google's whole world is about serving content that's relevant to you. Mm-hmm. So if I were just to type my name into Google without logging out, it would it would give me content that's related to me because yeah. that's what it knows it wants. But if I really want to know what's out there about me, I have to go to a different browser or I have to log out of Chrome and then do a search. And then I get a much better picture of what's out there about me and what, if anything, I should do about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well, it has been amazing having you on the show. Is there anything you'd like to say to before we wrap this up? No, I think I, think I want to get back to what you said earlier, which is just start. Mm-hmm. Just start. There's not it. You, you're not going to get hurt starting. Um, you're going to learn something about yourself when you just start. Mm-hmm. But don't don't use the excuse of well, this task I want to do is so large that I could never do it. Instead, take a look at the task and say, how do I break it down into something that's reasonable mm-hmm. so that I can just start? Because a year from now, you're going to be sitting around saying, man, I wish I would have done that, as opposed to saying a year from now look what I've done. Yeah, definitely. Well, it has been amazing having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. How can they find you on social media or find your blog or your podcast? Yeah. So I am uh, one of the things I'm very big on as you're trying to grow your brand and have become known for something is to be congruent online. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is you can find anything and everything about me just by looking at my name, Ryan Roten, R-H-O-T-E-N. So there's, I don't have any secret emails like big fuzzy 73 or, <laughs> yeah, you know, be congruent, be yourself everywhere you are. And then that way, I think also when you use your real name, it forces you to be a little bit more authentic. Awesome. Well, you can also find me on Instagram and online at Christian underscore Adlita. You can find in the show notes below the link to the website which has our blog and the form you can fill out if you want to be a guest on the show. You can also find the YSB social media at YSB Today. You can also find our email in the section below where you can email us and suggest any questions you have or any suggestions you have to improve the podcast. And if you do so kindly is leave a review on this podcast. It really does make a difference and we read every single one of them and look for ways to improve. And just as another reminder, the giveaway for career cred is in the description section below. All you have to do is follow the instructions that are associated with the link. And once you've submitted it, you're done. You are part of the submission for the giveaway. And as always, have a nice rest of your day and stay hungry for knowledge.